Hey, Binge fans, Back It Up here for the latest installment of the Back It Up Binge podcast with my co-host, Coach Ruby. Coach, how you doing this week? Pretty good this week, Coach. Thanks for having me again on the binge. Looking forward to diving into these games on championship weekend. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here. It's going to be another great episode in the Back It Up Binge podcast library. But first, before we get into the podcast tonight, let's give some exciting news to everybody. We're now on Spotify. Yes. So it's a great way for everyone to take us along for the ride. The banner on the YouTube channel page has a link to the program in Spotify. Make sure to follow the program there, and you can take us along for the ride, like I just said. So exciting news for the podcast. Okay, you ready to go? Ready. All right. So let, let's review what happened this past week with our picks. You had a tough one. You went 0-2, dropped to 8-4 and for the playoffs. Both the pit boss and special case split their games. They went one and one, finished a you know a split week with the win with the Eagles and a loss with the Bengals. I finished undefeated at two and zero, oh, and with that perfect weekend, I moved into a tie with you at eight and four. I also moved my black chip lock record to a perfect three and zero oh, with the Eagles beating the Niners. Very nice. appreciate the ladies taking part this past weekend. It was a lot of fun having them involved. So far, though. Our guest prognosticators, I don't know if you realize this, have a combined record of six and two. Yeah, that's a, they're, making us, they're making us look bad. Yeah, that's a winning percentage of 750, while we have one of only 670. So we're supposed uh, to be the leaders here, and they're beating us. So, Okay, so we have a new week here of picks. We'll get into our picks later for the Super Bowl. This is the last pick of the 2022-23 season. Who do you have on tap this week for your guest? Uh, I got the uh, person I've known longest in my life, and uh, his name is Lamb. Okay, Lamb. Good for him. I'm glad to have him aboard. For me, I have an old friend. I call him Baker Bobby. And for you and the listening audience, I call him Baker Bobby because he owns Villa Italia Bakery up in Schenectady, New York. If you're in the area, highly recommend you stop in there. The bakery is absolutely fantastic. For those outside of Schenectady, you can order online. I highly recommend it. My favorite was my mother's favorite. I sent it to other people is the cinnamon coffee cake. I rated it as an OMG. So nice. you get a chance, definitely get up there, get in there in Schenectady if you're there, and order online if you can't, cinnamon coffee cake. Okay, let's go over the games. Let's start with the early game last Sunday. That's the <clears throat> Eagle Niners game. You had the multidimensional Jalen Hurts playing in Philly. On the other side, you had the We've been through this a lot, the great Brock Purdy story. I think everyone heading into championship week, and I know we were talking about it as well, we're thinking about seeing two phenomenal games. I mean, on paper, they really weren't until <laughs> they played this one, right? Yes. Um, Eagles win 31-7. to Give us your thoughts on this game. Uh, so for me, I mean, overall, I'm just going to start by saying this game was just a huge disappointment. Yeah. That's basically what it comes Agreed. down to. Um you know, I'm going to kind of go through the game and then just kind of give you what I thought about it overall. Sure. But, uh, you know, the start of the game, like you said, everything on paper uh, looked amazing. You know, these are the two best teams uh, in the NFC, rightfully so. They got there. Right. Some had an easier path than others, but regardless, they got there. And, uh, you know, the game started off uh, kind of how I expected it to start off. Um, you know, the Eagles just... They started with their offense. They got the ball first, started driving down. Um, got a little uh, 
got a little confused on the fourth and three with them going for it. But then I realized, you know, their coach is the type of coach that kind of goes for those things in that situation. And they decided yeah. to go for it. And on that fourth and three play in the first drive, uh, they were in no man's land, no man's land. They go for it. And, uh, Hertz basically airs it out to Devontae Smith for uh, what looked like a one-handed, you know, Odell Beckham type catch. And uh, as soon as he got up, he started rushing that offense down to make sure they can get the snap right. off quick before anybody could challenge it. And, uh, you know, all the angles that they were showing on TV, it looked like a catch. You know, the uh, the only problem I had with that, and we can get into more of this later as well, is the uh, the referee who called that a catch had absolutely no view of that catch. And um, I was kind of curious on why he was calling it a catch. My only guess is that he just didn't have enough evidence to overturn it. Yeah. Um, either which way they called it, it's up to the coaches now if they want to challenge it, which, I again, another strange move. I, Shanahan is one of those coaches that challenges plays all the time, especially seeing the Eagles trying to hurry everybody down there. I'm really, really surprised that he did not throw the flag on that play. Um, I thought he was doing a disservice to the team. And for me, it was probably one of a couple hiccups that Shanahan had in this game. Um, so they get the catch. Eagles, you know, hammered in, get the touchdown. You know, looks like it's starting off the way it should. There looks like it's going to be a decent amount of scoring. On the, I believe it was the uh, third play, third passing play for the 49ers. Purdy gets hurt, like you said. Uh, Harris's UCL which uh, I'm not that familiar with it, but I, I, I assume it involves Tommy John surgery, like you were saying earlier. And, uh, you know, just took all the air out of the game for me. Um, as soon as they brought in Mr. Uh, Johnson, who uh, I still can't believe has been in the league for 15 years. I don't know where that um, came from. Yeah. And, <laughs> so I didn't know. I, you know, I forgot about that guy. He was yeah. with the Jets for at one point. Yeah. He, I think he's been in a, a lot of different teams. Yeah. Um Probably should have done a little bit more research on him, but I haven't heard Johnson's name in so long. I didn't bother doing the research on him. I kind of knew what we were going to get from that. And uh, play calling instantly went down. They were trying to run more than pass. They let Johnson uh, let it fly a couple times. I think he was hitting Kittle mostly. Um, other than that, it was a lot of creative uh, run plays, short pass plays. Keep it simple. You got your fourth string quarterback in there now. Just trying to survive, hoping your defense holds it together. And, you know, the defense held it together until uh, pretty much the end of the second quarter. And uh, Johnson fumbled the ball right before half uh, when the Eagles were already up by seven. And uh, Eagles took it in for another touchdown. So they're up 14 at the halftime. And at that point, you kind of knew the game was over. Yeah. And the second half, uh, it pretty much went that way. Uh, 49ers just kept uh, getting more and more frustrated on defense. Yeah, You know, not only because the Eagles are just, you know, eventually getting plays and plays and plays, but at the same time, that defense has got to be getting worn down. You know, their offense goes out there. They're basically three three and out every time, not accomplishing much. Right. Um, Johnson gets the concussion. And, <laughs> you know, this at that point, I'm like, you know, who, who else is going to come in for that? So McCaffrey, I believe, is listed as their emergency QB. Right. I don't think he actually lined up at QB for a play, yeah. though. No. Um. Then they bring Purdy back in, which, um, you know, we both were talking about, but you could see him on the sideline. He couldn't put his coat on, right. let alone, you know, get into an, a professional football game and try to accomplish something. Uh, he had a couple screen passes, which you could tell he was in pain, kind of pulling up on him. Um, 
the only kind of uh, fun fact of this game is if I was going to tell you Brock Purdy would finish the AFC Championship game not missing one pass, but still losing <laughs> 31, 31 to 7, still losing 31 to 7. That would be pretty amazing, although he was only four for four the entire game. I saw that. Um, yeah. This, uh, this game – this game for me, like I said, was a big letdown. Uh, but I got to give credit to the Eagles. You know, they, a lot of people, and uh, I'm one of them. I think they they definitely had the easier path to get to the Super Bowl, but that's not their fault. You know, they put themselves in a position to be number one overall. We talked about it, uh, their regular season record. You know, they did everything they had to do to cement yeah. that number one, one yeah. seed, and they needed that number one seed for Hurts' shoulder to heal up. Yeah. They get to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, that's it. They look like a steam train going down the tracks, and it's going to be an uh, interesting, interesting matchup in the Super Bowl for them. And uh, I'm just curious on how their offense is going to be going forward, um, you know, if it's still going to be the same powerhouse it has been. You know, um, some of the stats in these games, you know, they're not powerful stats. They're not. Not you know, for Hurts, no. Yeah, Hurts, uh, he didn't have to pass a lot, which is good, you know, even better for a shoulder of a shoulder sore at all. It's got to be healed full by the Super Bowl now. Um, the rushing, you know, it wasn't crazy, but they uh, they took advantage of turnovers. They took advantage of a San Francisco team that had basically no options at passing. So, uh, you know, good good for them. Their defense did what they had to do. Their offense kept doing what it was doing all year. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's all about all I got for this game. But uh, congratulations to the Eagles. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens in the Super Bowl. I will tell you, you're much more reserved in your recap than you were in the text <laughs> messages, right? So for me, I, it's it's basically yeah. everything you just said, right? It was one of the strangest games <clears> I think <throat> I saw and a lot of people would say they saw. You know, you started out with a Devonta Smith catch. He, the second he gets up, get on, come on, come on, come on. He, yeah. he lines hurt up, hurts up. They couldn't replay it. They complete the drive, 7 nothing ensuing drive. Purdy goes down with the – with the injury, you don't know if he's coming back or not. But as you're watching the game, you see him. He can't put the jacket on. He had that yeah. ice pack on his arm that looked painful, right? Yeah. They get the backup quarterback. He comes out with a uh, concussion. One of the things I did send you a text on when they said McCaffrey was the fifth quarterback, I figured mm -hmm. they would run some gadget plays or something. They didn't do anything. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know. I'm kind of glad you brought this up because this is some of the other stuff that I think Shanahan kind of hurt his team with, um, you know, not challenging that play early on. I kind of give that away, you know, who knows what was going on. They right. might've just been right. hurrying up type of thing, but later on in the game, especially with the quarterback situation. And, you know, I, I kind of think of Shanahan as uh, in that class of like the mad scientist uh, head coach in the NFL, you know, kind of experimental, Right. Offense is always trying to push it. You know, defense is always great. But right. Shanahan, to me, is like the younger generation of coach. And for him to show basically a lack of imagination and trying to solve that problem was disappointing to me. I uh, I personally, I lost a little respect for Shanahan after this game because, like you said, bring McCaffrey in there. You know, at the very least, what? some wild card stuff, you know, just do you, something. You do it right. Do a wildcat, run him on a sweep, pull up and throw the option pass out of that set right and he yeah. didn't do any of that and I, I was surprised now i don't know the whole thing we're not on the sideline but i'm curious why he didn't at least tempt one of those at least i didn't see anything and this you know the other weird thing about this game i mean 
this is where it sort of started for the for the weekend, right? In the games with the refs, and then just blew it out in the next game, which we'll talk about after yeah. we go over the Chief game. But you know, you started with the Devonta Smith non-catch, Purdy fumble when he got hurt. The refs not knowing if the ball hit the sky cam wire on the punt. Yeah. It was just yeah. bizarre, right. right? Yeah. Then you had the bench clearing melee at the end of the game. So to me, I'm just like you. It was. I mean, for me, it was great because I picked up a game on you going into the Chief game, right? I had the yeah. black chip lock sealed up, so I'm undefeated there. I'm one behind. It's a great game we have coming up. But as a football yeah. fan, nah, not something that myself or anybody was hoping to see. I mean, I have I have cousins on the on the West Coast that were texting me, and you know, by the time you reached halftime, the text messages just sort of stopped, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so let's move yeah. on. Let's go to the uh, Chief game, uh, Chief Bengal game. And this is another one that the fans were excited to see. I know we both were. You know, we're, I'm down one game at this point, so you know, a lot of excitement heading into this game. It lived up to its expectations. This is the fourth game in a row that these two teams met since last January. And it's the fourth time that a game's been decided by three points. Chiefs take Crazy. it 23-20 on Harrison Butker's 45-yard field goal with three seconds left in the game. We'll talk about that in a second. We saw Mahomes. He was not 100%, <clears> as everybody knew. He even tweaked his ankle a little bit during the game. Uh, he yeah. wasn't hit, but he was sort of, after a, after a pass, he sort of was running towards the other sideline to finish out his run, and he sort of came up gimpy, but he, he fought through it like he always does. He had a good statistical game, 29-43, 326, two TDs and no picks. He did find Kelsey, which we talked about last week. Kelsey was his number one receiver. He had seven catches, 78 yards, and a TD. Scantling stepped up this game. Six catches, yeah. 116 yards, one TD. It was his second TD in the playoffs. Burrow had a good game, uh, 26 of 41, 270 yards, one TD and two picks. One, one of his picks, though, was that long pass that we had texted each other about. It, yeah. it basically was a long punt, right? It's funny, though, because mm -hmm. I was watching the game with the pit boss, and she's sitting next to me. I think in the first half, they had four sacks against Burrow, and yeah. she keeps turning to me and said, why aren't they protecting him? Why aren't they protecting him? So <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was fun to watch her and, and get her perspective on it, too, you know? And uh, I really enjoyed this game. It lived up, in my opinion, to the expectations of the game itself. We'll talk about the other odd things that sort of came up here. It's going to lead into the next segment when I ask you a couple questions about the refs. What were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this game, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, was the better game of the two. Uh, this game wasn't a blowout in the first half. Uh, it was kind of – I felt more of like a slugfest. They were kind of just going back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it definitely felt, for most of the first half, to me, the Chiefs had the momentum. It was kind of like the Bengals seemed to be just hanging on. You know, the Chiefs kept – getting these long passes and then the the defense wouldn't break. It was just bent, you know, so they got a couple field goals and um, you know, they went out, I think they got out to a 13 to three lead. Uh, the chiefs did. And, you know, it was, uh, it was what I expected in this game. You know, I, I didn't think burrow would struggle as much as he did. The, the other interception that he had, I, I thought was just a, just a poor throw, which uh, was uncharacteristic of a burrow. Um, kind of didn't i guess he didn't see the guy right there just jumped up and uh intercepted it which was uh you know like i like i said not like burrow but they still kept hanging in it and yeah. um yeah. sometime in the second quarter 
you know, the Bengals uh, get the ball back and they started. Uh, this is actually right after Burrow's uh, interception. Um, he throws the interception, the Chiefs stall out, and then they get the ball back with two minutes left and a half. Still, to me at this point, it's like a slow game. The defenses are going back and forth. And uh, when the Chiefs uh, stall out, the Bengals get the ball back. And then Burrow just leads them on this drive. And I don't know about you, but I felt I, – f- I could feel the momentum change on that drive. Yeah. It ended up with a field goal right before half, um, which doesn't seem like much of the time. But the way that Bengals' offense was going, just to score something right before half, I think was huge for them going into the second half. And, uh, you know, it kind of turned out to be true because in the second half, Chiefs get the ball. They kind of stall out again. Bengals, uh, their first drive, they drove right down, and uh, T. Higgins makes an unreal catch at the high point of the ball and just leaps over a couple Chiefs receivers in the end zone and scores a touchdown. Um, he made it look easy. So uh, it's tied you know, tied up at that point. Um, there was a couple interesting plays in the second half. One was uh, Bengals had fourth and six, and uh, the Chiefs were up 20 or 13 this time, and they uh, – they convert on the fourth and six with a huge bomb to chase. It actually turned out to be Chase's uh, longest catch of the day, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, right. 35 yards. And then uh, the Bengals uh, get it in and uh, they tie the game. And then again, it starts going back and forth again. It's just, you know, for me, it was just I, everything I love about a game. The defenses were in it. There was a little bit of scoring. It was keeping it interesting. Right. right. And um, then the end of the fourth quarter happens. And this is where some of the uh, strange stuff starts happening. Um, and I'm not going to get into the crazy ref stuff just yet. We'll wait till after this. But um, there were some weird things happening. Bengals have the ball. They con- they convert a huge third and 16 with 58 seconds left to go in the game. Passes it to the right to Hurst. At that point, and I don't even know if I te- – I don't think I texted it to you, but I thought the game was over because I go, they just picked up a third and 16. There's a minute left. Burrow's going down. He's getting him in field goal range. It's over. Right away, Bengals go three and out after that. <laughs> so I go, oh great, here we go. And then, uh, then I start something. <laughs> yeah, then then I start thinking, uh, you, you know, great, this is going to be an overtime game. This is unreal. And then I started thinking about the uh, Chiefs Bills playoff game last year, and I go, you know, the Chiefs really only need like 15 seconds to get down the field the way they yeah. are. The guys are magician. The- yeah, I'm hoping the Bengals can hold off. You know, Chiefs get the ball. Bengals punt it to the, uh, I think it was the 20-yard line. And uh, Sky Moore unbelievably gets a 30-yard punt return to midfield. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So Chiefs get the ball. little out to, uh, I think it was uh, Pachinko on the sideline. Then the next play, uh, Mahomes, that magic you were talking about, on his bum ankle. That he's been tweaking all day, been hobbling around all day, doesn't see anybody open, just takes off for the first down. And as he's out of bounds, he gets pushed in the back. Uh, uh, unnecessary roughness call gets called. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being, you know, a, either a 60 yard field goal or a Hail Mary, it's a 45 yard field goal attempt. And uh, Bucker ends it for him. And uh, it was a crazy end to this game. Again, a three-point affair. I feel like this game really could have gone either way. Um, Burrow not being protected, you know, I was feeling the same thing that Pitboss was feeling. I uh, I felt bad for him at times. But then uh, the other thing is, you know, they're in the AFC Championship game. 
I th- I'm pretty sure there's three injuries on his there offensive were. line. Yeah, there were. So, you know, as poorly as they did in that, I believe the four sacks were in the first quarter. And as bad as those sacks yeah. were, you know, the rest of the game, they they picked it up. I felt like they did all right. The rushing game could have been a little bit better. They only had uh, 71 yards total rushing. Yeah. But, um, you know, rushing on the other side for the uh, Chiefs wasn't great either. They only had 42 yards rushing. That's right. And the uh, the passing, you know, Mahomes got his 300-yard passing game, but it was to a lot of different receivers. I think I told you last week there's no way Kelsey's getting 14 receptions, and he only got half of that this week. Um, that's all he needed, so it, though, right? That was yeah, That's all he needed this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody uh, everybody for the Chiefs that picked it up a little, like Sky Moore. Sky Moore is a, a second stringer, and, you know, he comes in, he has the biggest punt return of his life so far, and uh, he contributed a little bit during the game. Mahomes seemed just to be passing to whoever was open. He had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten different receivers, which uh, is pretty cool. I like seeing that stat from a quarterback. And uh, you know, Burrow is just a, a not just not enough for Burrow in that day to uh, take hold of this game. And um, once they lost that momentum, um, and they didn't convert after that third and sixteen, you know, I think it was just uh, there for the Chiefs to take, and uh, that's what they did. And again, congratulations to the Chiefs. You know, they go on to the Super Bowl. They're meeting the uh, Eagles. You got Andy Reid going against his former team, which is kind of a cool story. Um, both of these teams. Um, well, I should say the Chiefs more than the uh, Eagles definitely need this little bye week before the Super Bowl, get Mahomes' uh, leg right. But you know, I'm with you now. I don't. I don't think anything's stopping Mahomes. You know, well, just, well, before you get into that, because we got the pick segment coming up, right? I took a couple yeah. of notes here. I jotted three things down on what you just said, right? So first yep. off, on the Mahomes run, if you go back and look at that replay, because I did, that's that's a 15 yard run. Because he drops back, he moves laterally to his right, and then takes off. It's 15 yards he ran. Yeah. There's things that happened on that play. We'll talk about that next. The Kelsey threat, you know, sort of, he's one of those guys that even though he's not getting 14 receptions, he's getting seven. The threat of him still on the field. So he takes he takes um, a lot of concern by the defensive coordinator and, and making yep. sure he's covered and, and and attended to during the game right and then on yeah. that kickoff return one of the one of the things that everyone's complaining about there was a pretty blatant block in the back if i remember correctly so yeah okay here's one question for you coming out of this yeah. little uh segment that we have here before we get into the refs i want to ask you a question because i had a uh, conversation with my cousin this week after the game he thinks burrow's the best quarterback in the league I disagree. I think it's Mahomes. What what, what do you think? <sighs> this point so in time, tough. right now, if I if I was if I was starting a team right now, and I said, and they said you got to pick your quarterback, I I think I'm going with Burrow. Really? Yeah. And over Mahomes. Over Mahomes, I'm going with Burrow, and uh, my main reason for it is. And it's only it's only a slight edge for Burrow. Mahomes is great. He's magical. He has right. all the all the all the stuff you want in a quarterback, and then some. Burrow right. has it all, and then some. Right. The only difference I think between Burrow and Mahomes is, um, I feel like the talent level. I feel like Mahomes has a little bit more talent to work with than uh, Burrow does, and they both have the big name receiver. You know, on Mahomes' side, it's Kelsey. On uh, Burrow's side, it's Chase. 
Um, but then when you start going down the list of receivers for the Chiefs, you know, I feel like they got a depth of like four or five, six receivers that are legit receivers. And if they're if they're not great at catching the ball, they're so fast they're getting open every time. Um, with Burrow, <clears throat> excuse me, with Burrow, I feel like he has Chase. He's got Higgins. Boyd is kind of you know, he's, Boyd is probably where he should be, third stringer or third uh, third line receiver. And then after that, you know, it, it's kind of anybody's game. Um, Burrow also. He can run as well. There was a few uh, designed runs in this game yeah, that you saw him running. You so. called some of them when we were playing. I mean, they lined yeah. up. They jammed the size. They jammed the line. There was nobody in the middle of the field. The next thing you know is a design sneak, and he rips off like 15. Yeah. So he 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 has the capability of running. He's I, I don't think he's uh, as good a runner as Mahomes, but he has that capability. And his passing, I think, is – uh, I think right now he's like the best passer in the NFL, just straight up okay. passing the ball. Um, Mahomes can do – He Mahomes has that other characteristic that some people like, but me personally I don't like in a quarterback is that whole uh, kind of improvising thing. And yeah. I, like it, I like it to a point, but sometimes it does get him in trouble. Um, that one right. fumble that he had. I'm not sure exactly. I don't. I'm not sure if he was trying to just pass it really quick, or if that was kind of in, impromptu yeah. pass or yeah. something. Like it didn't even just. It just didn't even get into his hands. And for something like that, you know, I felt like if you're kind of concentrating more on the basics, just getting the snap, then passing the ball, you know, you're good in that situation. You're not fumbling it and giving the ball up. So for me, right now, it is Burrow, and uh, I just. I also think Burrow's upside is just going to be phenomenal. You know, and not to they say that Mahomes is it. Right? Yeah, if they if they get if they get him a line, yeah, forget about healthy. it. You know, there's a reason why he's Joe Cool. You know, so. I will say though, you know, you just mentioned him being better than Mahomes. Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill this year. Cheetah, he still yep. had 41 TDs and he still had over 5,000 yards. So it's interesting. Yeah, I would take Mahomes, but it's one of those questions where you say, do you want Mahomes and Burrow? You take Burrow. I take Mahomes. Or we switch. Does it really matter at the end of the day with the talent that those two guys have? Right. Yeah. It's one of those things you can't go wrong with either guy. So. No, exactly. And it's it for me choosing Burrow over Mahomes. It's more of a, a personal thing. If I'm if I'm coaching a team, Burrow is more of what I'm looking for as okay. opposed to Mahomes. You know, Mahomes. You know, they're both magical quarterbacks. You know, Mahomes does stuff I've never seen quarterbacks do in my lifetime, and. Burrow does stuff that I've never seen quarterbacks yeah. do in my lifetime. So it's, you know, you can't lose either way. Like you said, they're both, they're both hopefully going to be in the league for years to come and oh, providing so. great yeah. entertainment, you know? So. I hope they're in the AFC for a long time and consistently lose to the Dolphins, but that's just me, right? <laughs> so, you see, I'm back on the Dolphin bandwagon this yeah. week after a couple of weeks of being mad. Okay. So two questions for you, two, two topics before we go into our picks. Okay. The, yep. the theme this past week that has run through other shows that have run through other podcasts that I've read is that the, obviously the refs seemed a bit air quoted off this past week. And it's actually driving people to believe and to say publicly that the NFL is fixed. Yeah. The conspiracy theory is actually growing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I had, and, you know, just to kind of let the audience in on my thought process <laughs> with this weekend, um, you know, I wasn't pleased with that first game, obviously. The second game, I wasn't pleased with the refing either. Um, 
me and back it up were texting and uh i i might even use i might even texted you nfl fixed you know oh you did that's why it was so you absolutely did that's why it was hysterical when you start seeing this theme run this week like wait a minute coach ruby started that he must have (laughs) injected that rumor out there but you know I, i think i also mentioned in the text too you know i'm just or maybe the day later or something but uh you know i was just mad at the situation and I was disappointed in not having two great games to watch. And, right. you know, once I got over it a couple of days later, I calmed down and started doing it. And, you know, overall, my whole thoughts on this, the NFL's fix thing is, um, you know, it, it's an easy go to, right? NFL's fixed. First of all, you got a conspiracy theory in there. Um, it's a quick saying. It's kind of hammered in there. NFL's fixed. It's quick to say, easy to yeah. text, obviously. And, uh, you know, it, it's just uh it's a quick go-to when things aren't going the way that you thought they would go right and you know when i think about it you know that's sports sports never go the way that you want them to go that's why um, you play the game right that's why, why you play the game there's always going to be weird things right and um you know so as far as the nfl being fixed it, it, to me it's not fixed there's no way you could fix this stuff i mean i'm sure there is a way to do it but there's just too much going on that I don't think that's the case. Um, but it is interesting. It provides a lot of entertainment and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, kind of spoofs going around and everything and kind of funny memes, uh, joking about it. And, and that stuff will never get old for me. No, um, yeah. I find, I find it even funnier when it's coming from, you know, the fans of the teams that lost, you know, like, cause I heard, I heard, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, yeah. And I heard a bunch of stuff, you know, um, again, being the big Giants fan that I am, I always bring it back to my Giants. And, uh, you know, the Super Bowl in 2007, Super Bowl 42, Giants beat the undefeated Patriots. You know, there was a lot of that talk that I heard back then, too, because they're like, oh, the NFL is not going to let uh, some team go undefeated. You know, Patriots break all these offensive records and then the Giants hold them to, you know, 14 points in the uh, in the Super Bowl or whatever. It's 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 just a quick go to and it's it's just an excuse and it's something to latch onto. And it's a lot easier to say the NFL is fixed as yeah, opposed to saying yeah. my team stinks and I have to live with this for another season, you know? Well, so, well, you described it with one word. Cause I saw a podcast this week where someone justified the fixing as because the NFL puts, I guess, in their mission statement that we're entertainment, you know, this isn't the yeah. WWE or, I mean, when I grew up it was yeah. the F right. The WWF, yeah. but it's not yeah. professional wrestling. So, okay. So that's the first question. I don't yep. think it's fixed. I hope it was fixed and never comes out when, that the Patriots didn't go undefeated for my 72 dolphins, but that, you know, that's just, <laughs> that's just me. So, um, second set, this is going to be a, a couple of questions here. There was a, we talked about the roughing, uh, the quarterback on Mahomes at the end of the game. That winds yeah. up tacking on 15, sets up Buckers for his winning field goal. People people are actually saying that the refs should not <laughs> decide the outcome of a game. So two questions. Do you think the call was a good call? And do you think they should have let it go or interject themselves? Uh, I think the call was a good call. I mean, you watch a replay. He's clearly out of bounds. Right. And it's... <sighs> It's it's a it's a for me it's a thought process with the referees on kind of what's been going on all year you know so if you if you saw a quarterback in that position in week two that call was being made um, 
and not only a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, whatever. Um, so the consistency there for that call has been there all year for me. So I've okay. seen that. I thought okay. that was a good call. In the heat of the moment, again, it stings a little bit because that is the AFC championship game. You wonder how uh, a player from the Bengals could even do that in that situation because, you know, you figure everybody has a pound in their head, like don't touch anybody when they're out of bounds type of thing. And it still happened. The referee called it. They should have called it. Um, it stinks that that's, you know, basically what led to that field goal because I don't think he had the leg for a 60-yard field goal. He had a 62 um, this year, though. He did t- kick a 62 this year. Yeah, but not in those conditions. That's I don't know true. if you watch that. Yeah, if you watch that field goal, that 45 yarder, he looked like he booted it and it made it probably about two yards past the, yeah. the middle pole. Okay. So, Good, fair, um, fair point. But, uh, you know, either which way, it, it stinks that it ended that way. But, you know, for lack of a better term, it is what it is. You know, the guy, the guy hit the quarterback out of bounds. You're going to get that penalty called every time. And, uh, you know, so I thought it was the right call. And, I think they should have called it, you know, that's, that's part of the game at that time. And, you know, the other side of it is you got, you know, Mahomes running 15 yards, like you said, like he's dropping back running and he's all doing that on a bum ankle and he's already out of bounds and you're still going to touch him out of bounds. Like, come on guy, don't touch him. You know, it was number yeah. 58. I, I, I just wish he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just wish he didn't. uh, I wish he didn't touch him and I wish it didn't come down to that. But you kind of you have to call it at that point. He he obviously lost track of where he was on the field because if you watch the replay, he's about two and a half steps out of bounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So so to me, it was absolutely a great call when it happened. Obviously, I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs because I want the win and pick, you know, to pick for the pick and to tie you up. The yeah. second it happened, I'm yelling at the at the TV. Where's the flag? Where's the flag? And it comes in. So to me, I've always I've always heard this that the ref shouldn't decide the outcome of the game. Well, they didn't. They did what they're supposed to do and make a call on something that was obvious to me. Yeah, and I think to a lot of other people, right? If it's yeah. a penalty in the first thirty seconds of the game, it should be a penalty in the last thirty seconds of the game. Exactly. The issue on that play, though, is if you roll back it back to play to the snap there's two pretty flagrant potential holding calls on that play one yeah. of which it's i think it's the guard not the tackle because the, the tackle is on the outside and the guard on the inside when they flush mahomes out to the right basically mm-hmm. tackles the guy and you yeah. see the, the the bengals sideline start yelling and then he got the the call there with the roughing of the passer and the play went on, they kicked the field goal there in the Super Bowl. So um, yeah. I, I still think it's a call that you should make. You have to make it. If it's a penalty in the first 30 seconds, it's a penalty in the last 30 seconds. So that's my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And, okay, you know, one more thing I want to add about these refs too, which uh, I wasn't aware of um, until this week. Uh, but they, from what I heard, and this is uh, – We'll just say it's from Sirius XM. I believe it was the NFL channel. They were they were talking about the referee crews. And right. so from what I gather, these referee crews work together. They have a crew that works certain sections of the country all year long. So you have yeah. a certain crew that's doing like Northeast, Southeast, all that stuff. Now, at the end of the season, they're all graded throughout the year, I guess, on their calls. And you know, together, yeah. yeah, and then they in the playoffs, they throw them together to kind of make this all-star uh, right. referee thing. I have a I have a problem with that because 
this is a whole crew that is not working with them with the people that they're working with all year long. They're working yeah. with them for these couple games. And I don't think that's a smart move by the NFL because in the other games, you kind of, you know, it's just like working with anybody, any team that you work with, you know, there's the strength and weaknesses for certain people. There's certain positions that uh, people are in, the referees are in, there's certain places they need to be all this stuff. Now, if, right. you know, there should be a standards across the league, but if you got one team where I don't know, uh, or one crew where, the line judge is used to lining up, let's say, 10 yards behind the line as opposed to eight yards behind the line. You know, you're, that's a change of two yards of vision for that crew and everybody else that's in there based on what they're doing. So does that take away a little bit from that referee's abilities? I don't know because I'm not a referee, but I just don't think that's a smart move. And I think maybe they should start grading crews overall and keep those crews intact throughout these most important games of the season because – some of these calls, like you said, those those holding calls, and I didn't get into it too much before, but I'll get into it a little bit now. But uh, some of those holding calls were that weren't called were pretty blatant. Like you said, you watch the replay and you you see it from the screen. So if you see it on the screen, the referee needs. <laughs> I to didn't see, see it anything. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's other calls too, like um, uh, Burrow at one point possibly could have been you know had a rough in the passer call on him yeah that was like a now, two three second delay and then he got hit pushed down right yeah they didn't call that now one thing i did um this is the last this is the last i'll talk about any of the refs and any of the weird calls and all that stuff but uh one thing i did notice and if you go back and watch mahomes and this is what made me go back even further so i watched mahomes go out of bounds like you said that number 58 who pushed him, um, I thought at first maybe he hurt himself, and that's why he kind of fell into him. But the, you could see his leg kind of goes weird after he's already hit Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but as Mahomes is going down, just as you're screaming at your screen to throw a flag, throw a flag, throw a flag, you kind of see Mahomes on the way down kind of whip his arms out, like kind of make it more uh, dramatic. You think he flopped? No, I'm not saying he flopped, but he definitely added a little extra flair. And if you go back, you you can't deny it. You see him literally flap his arms right before he hits the ground. Now, so I'm watching that play, and I'm like, okay, so maybe that little extra gives the referees incentive to throw the flag. Maybe not. That guy was already out of bounds, like you said, two and a half steps. So then I start going back further to the Burrow call, which uh, I believe was a couple drives before that. <clears throat> he was close to the end zone. Burrow throws the ball and the guy kind of pushes him on his chest and he, and he falls backwards and he immediately gets up and looks at the ref and holds his arm. Like, where's that call? As I watch, I watched it a couple times. And as you go back, the guy really doesn't push him that hard. Burrows was more of a flop, but Mahomes was just trying to add a little extra flair in it. And one thing that I don't like about both of these quarterbacks is that, and it, it's happening throughout the league, but these guys just looking for penalty flags off of the back of any play that happens because to you me, know. it's equivalent of flopping in soccer. It's equivalent of flopping in basketball. It's just a cheap play, and I, I'm not into these guys trying to get extra penalty yards. I, I just want to see someone go out there, play, and concentrate on their game and not concentrate on the refs. And to me, it's like a combination of everything. It's uh, some refs making bad calls, a little bit too many flags going in. Right. Some coaches or some referees being too sensitive with the flag. Others not throwing the flags enough. I just look for. I want to look for consistency, and I want to see players that can fully concentrate on their game and not on the aftermath of the play and like what's going to be called and stuff like that. We all we all love when the defense hops offline 
and you know the uh, quarterback has a free play that adds something to the game you know that's a different situation but when you're a wide receiver and almost every single time a ball comes your way you're looking at the referee you know where's the flag and there's just nothing going on there to me you're just looking for an extra item that's not you know you didn't earn you didn't get that so don't don't look for that flag and don't look for that extra yard it's pretty common though in all sports right especially you see it a lot more in 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 basketball um to a certain degree in baseball where you're working the refs it's not necessarily for that call it's for the call in the future right to pull that one if you can argue a strike or ball here maybe he'll give it to you later on right or if you don't get the foul in basketball now it's it's working him for later on so exactly okay yeah. so let's move to the big game we got super bowl lvii 57 for the late person right so we got the <laughs> eagles and the chiefs two best teams this year in my opinion they did not play each other this year we are you mentioned a couple of them are or one already uh storylines are already <laughs> brewing you got reed going up against his old team you got the kelsey family story you got the mother-son angle you got the brother versus brother the quarterback matchup is the youngest combined age of the quarterbacks starting in super bowl history both are dealing with injuries they'll have two weeks off to heal themselves up a bit a little bit um interested to hear your thoughts on this your pick and what lamb's pick is so um, I'll go through Lamb's pick first, and then I'll reveal mine. And uh, I'm going to quote Lamb. He sent me a text. <clears throat> so he said, uh, this is the matchup the league wanted. So no, I think Lamb, conspiracy. Here we go. I think he's on Come there. Come on, Lamb. You're better than that. Now to, uh, to go on this, too. He said, uh, what a coincidence. Mahomes is playing in the State Farm Stadium, <laughs> which I thought was That's pretty funny. That's a good point. I didn't realize that. Right? Yeah. Um, and he also said the league is desperately looking for a new Brady and they're making Mahomes the next Brady, which, uh, you know, that's not bad marketing. You know, you want a great quarterback. And if Mahomes can replace Brady, so be it. Um, Mahomes is already in his fifth AFC championship game. And now this is his third Super Bowl. You know, he he's up there with Brady type numbers as far as uh, winning championships. Um, Chiefs have been there before. They will be better coached. Eagles are overhyped. Mm. Haven't really played a good team yet, and the not not played a good team in the playoffs yet. Right, and Niners would have Niners would be there if they didn't have their fourth string and fifth string quarterback in. Um, so overall, he's picking the Chiefs over the Eagles, and I got to say, I'm even more surprised at that because Lamb is a huge Broncos fan, and he's taking the Chiefs, which would never happen for me. Well, he's got to be happy today, though, right? Because he's got <clears throat> Sean Payton now, and uh, good for him. He's uh, cautiously optimistic with that. Well, it's a good <laughs> and, uh, start, right? You get, yeah. the, you get the generals in there to lead the team, and he's a good guy to have in there. So, okay, so yeah. how about how about you? So I'm uh, I'm taking the Chiefs over the Eagles as well. Wow. Um, you know, you asked about the quarterback situation, and Mahomes would be my number two quarterback I would take if I was drafting somebody. Um, hurts to me. Hurts, I got to give credit to Hurts and the Eagles and that coaching staff. Um, as much as I don't like the head coach, the coaching staff has done a phenomenal job of turning that team around. You know, they came in, dominated all year. They did whatever they wanted to do to opponents for the most part. And Hurts, I, besides Daniel Jones this year, you know, Daniel Jones's turnaround is similar to Hurts's, but Hurts has way better stats. So the turnaround is just phenomenal for him as well. I mean, last year he kind of looked lost 
He didn't look like he had command of uh, the offense and the team. He just uh, kind of was winging it out there. And I think even the coaching staff wasn't sure how they wanted to approach Hurts. Like, is he going to be the passing quarterback? Is he going to run first, then pass? Is he going to pass first, then run? Um, and, but they they made such great moves in the offseason, picking up A.J. Brown, um, having Hurts do the turnaround. The defense was phenomenal all year. Great job. I just think it all comes to an end Sunday because the Chiefs, uh, they have more experience. Reed is in there. I think Reed is a better coach than Sirianni. And I think, uh, you know, Mahomes is definitely going to uh, pull off some magic, especially with uh, another couple of weeks to heal up that ankle. And after seeing what he was able to do against the Bengals, I don't I don't have too many doubts about Mahomes right now. I, I think so, he's uh, going to do it. So, look, I know you analyze this. You got your position here. But is there any small morsel of giant hate in your pick? <laughs> Oh, definitely that that definitely applies to it. if my if my pick is my if my pick is a pie chart and it's a hundred percent for the Chiefs, there's there's probably about a fifteen percent in there of just not having you know not being able to pick the Eagles. But I will say, if I really thought the Eagles were going to beat the Chiefs, I would I would give it up for the Eagles just because okay. I I do All have right. more friends later on in life that are Eagles fans, and I wouldn't mind seeing you know them see a championship by their team well you know I, I you bring up an interesting point on 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 the run right we know i think it was last week i mentioned that they run they're the third highest their selection is run first pass second and they're ranked very yeah. high in the run versus very low and i did there's an interesting stat that i i picked up today that the the chiefs d is poor against the run pass option they 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 give up 4.7 yards per carry on the RPO and that's playing right into the Eagles strength. Right. So just an interesting stat. I have to tell you that if I was going to key on this pick, right. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to go Eagles. I am shocked. Wow. Okay. This is great. So we got lamb with the chiefs, you with the chiefs. Let's queue up myself and then Baker Bobby. Right. And we'll see where we come out on this. We'll see if, we end in a tie. Maybe we have to pick. If we end up in a tie, do we pick the uh, all-pro game or not? <laughs> well, yeah. You mean the flag football game? <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. So, you know, personally, I am. I'm really pumped up. You asked me before we started. Am I ha- am I excited about? It? I I really am. I'm I'm actually pumped up for this game. We know what Hurts can do. Sixteen and one as a starter this year. A lot of talent on both sides of the ball for the Eagles. Good offensive line, great D, as we know. 70 yeah. sacks this year, third most yeah. in NFL history. They need to get pressure on Mahomes, though we reviewed last week how good he is against the uh, Blitz, and he continued that last week. Here's yeah. an interesting stat for you, Coach, that you know <clears> I, <throat> I came across this one. The Eagles score just under 68% of the time that they make it into the red zone. The Chiefs oh, yeah. D wow. allows a touchdown 67% of the time their opponent makes it into the red zone. Now, we know how important yeah. field position is, and we've talked about it through the playoffs. Yeah. Punt out of bad situations, i.e. Dolphins that didn't do it, and play the field <laughs> position game, right? And so yeah. just for trend purposes, that, that was really interesting to me to see that. Yeah. To everybody's point so far, I think Lamb mentioned it, the Eagles have not been tested this postseason, right? No, they not rolled at all. over the Giants, no offense. Hey, hey, settle down. They really didn't <laughs> have to worry last week once 
the quarterbacks went down, right? Because then they just jammed the line, jammed the box, took away half the offense, and they rode it to a victory. Reed's yeah. fourth. This is Reed's fourth Super Bowl as head coach. He's one and two overall. He did coach the Eagles in Super Bowl thirty nine. This is yeah. fifty seven. So eighteen years ago, it's incredible. He's one and wow. one with the. Uh, he's one and one with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Mahomes is Mahomes. What else, what else can we say? We just talked about it. He's ten and three in postseason. It's it's amazing how his body reacted and the job they did to get him prepared for last yeah. week. I mean, on that scramble, it didn't even look like he had an ankle problem. They have two yeah. weeks to work on him. They have two weeks to work on Kelsey. Scantling had a great game. He's probably going to have to come up with another one because the Chiefs offense got riddled with injuries. Uh, three of the receivers yeah. got hurt. Uh, yes. Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, his is a knee injury, and, and you know they're resting him right now, but you know, hopefully he shows up. But Scantling is going to have to have a huge game. On the defensive side, we know that they have a good pass rush as well. They had 55 sacks this season, second only to who? The Eagles. They can put pressure on Hurts. They're going to have to shadow him a bit, right? Because if they, if they watch what we saw last week with Burrow, design quarterback sneaks, RPO, get into that second level of defenders, he's going to have some room to run. Yeah. Um, Mahomes looking for his third to be the 13th quarterback in NFL history to win two Super, Bo Super Bowls. We know he's the creator. He'll get out of trouble. He'll be two weeks healthier. Is it going to be easy? No. All this being said, I'm going to pick and put the black chip lock on the Chiefs this week. Wow. So, Giving it up. <laughs> Chiefs winning Super Bowl 57. Unfortunately, it looks like we're going to be tied. Baker Bobby's pick here. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, he gave me, just like Lamb gave to you, a nice little uh, overview of why he made this pick. Baker Bobby is going with the Chiefs. So wow. four of us <laughs> went with the Chiefs. It's incredible. And when, when yeah. I heard you say both you and Lamb with the, with the Chiefs, it was, you know, it's incredible. So here's his three reasons. So the Chiefs are red. The Eagles almost a moldy green color and black. I think we can all agree that red velvet takes the cake above anything that's green in color. Advantage Kansas City, point one. He's nice. channeling his inner baker right there, right? Yeah, that's great. Number two, the Kelsey brothers. Travis is bigger, faster, funnier of the brothers and clearly mom's favorite. And I would never bet against mom. KC has the mom advantage, point number that's two. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. He's actually right. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go against mom either. <laughs> Thirdly, yes, the Eagles dominated the Niners in the NFC championship game, but that wasn't the Niners that we know. That was a banged up and beat up team that didn't compete at all after halftime. The Chiefs yeah. pulled it out, overcoming a red hot fourth quarter rally by the Bengals and going into the big game. Mahomes and crew have the experience of being here before. Chiefs win. Mahomes is MVP. He's predicting a 31-16 final. Wow. So That's across the board, you know, you, Lamb, me, Baker, Bobby, all went with the Chiefs. That's absolutely incredible that we're all <laughs> we're all it is. That makes me that makes me think the Eagles are gonna win. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're probably the jinx. I'm, I'm sure Andy Reid's happy right now, right? Yeah. So they're calling yeah. us <laughs> can someone change one of their picks, right? <laughs> so um Okay, wow. so we got the Super Bowl. It's about what a week and a half away, less than a week and a half away. Um, yeah. Any uh, any plans for the Super Bowl? Do you have any mm -hmm. anything you do, or just watch the game? Um, I usually just watch the game, try 
try to pick up, you know, some kind of finger food or something and uh, just just to try to enjoy it. I almost think of it as uh, kind of like a half a holiday type of thing. You know, the day feels a little bit different because it's it going to lead up to some kind of crazy matchup. It does. I got to say, though, this is this is probably the. F- I haven't thought about it, but I think this is the first year where I'm not really I haven't thought about the commercials. Usually the commercials are kind of a big thing for me. I like watching them and stuff, but. We'll see what happens during the game. Uh, uh, the halftime show, I get into that a little bit. If there's a good artist this year, it's Rihanna for the first time in like six years performance. So I'll probably tune in a little bit to that. And right. uh, other than that, I always hope, just like I have every week for these uh, playoffs on the binge, you know, I always hope that it's just a good game. And that's the uh, the most important thing for me, especially I, if the Giants aren't in it. I think we'll get a good game for me. We have a tradition. Um, it's not bully. It's not Stromboli. Pit Boss makes a phenomenal Stromboli. But we yes, every every uh, Super Bowl, what she does is she makes a, a, a pan, a big tray of super nachos. You know? So I'll be shredding some nice. cheese in the afternoon, getting ready for that. And uh, nice. really, you know, we do that once a year, and I'm really looking forward to that. So very nice. Any closing comments? Uh, you know, just good luck to both teams, you know, congratulations again to all those guys, you know, um, you know, there's a ton of shows out there that offer opinions on all these athletes, coaches, referees, anybody involved in the, in the sports itself. And, uh, you know, bottom line is these guys train like people that you've never seen train before in your life. They work the hardest. They do all this stuff to get prepared to try to be in a position to be in this game. And, you know, uh, bottom line is, as I get older, I appreciate it more um, just because it's, you know, father time going by. But I just genuinely get happy for these guys when I see these people reach their dreams and, you know, become Super Bowl champions. And it's always fun for me to watch that aspect of the game and just see who shows up, who performs their best. And it's especially exciting when a, a good player has a good or a great game in the Super Bowl, too, because that shows something about them as a player as well. And, you know, again, these guys are the future of the NFL. These guys hopefully are going to be in these positions, you know, for years to come yep. and provide us with right. great games and uh, entertainment. And, you know, good luck to these guys and enjoy the game. And everybody stay safe out there. Don't do anything stupid. Get an Uber. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) Be smart. That's That's it. it. Just don't, uh, you know, you got work on Monday, so don't go too crazy and enjoy the game. Yeah, I think to your point, let's root that Purdy comes back, right? It was such a great story. He's he's talented, that guy. I hope he doesn't. I I heard he's going for a second opinion on the Tommy John surgery. If it is Tommy John, they said six months, which I thought Tommy John is longer in baseball, but – you know, he'll come back from that. Hopefully he he just picks up where he left off. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the game. Give us a like and a subscribe to the channel on YouTube for future episodes of the binge. Make sure you visit and follow us on Spotify. Take care, good health, enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. Bye.